There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. Welcome everybody to the Muddy Time Show. I'm your host, Adrian Hernandez, and with me today, guys, is a very inspiring, uh, motivating individual for me. I know it's going to be the same for you. Uh, he's actually very, I was Googling him, right? I didn't realize how well known he is in the world, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's super cool to super cool to see, man. But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I see him at the gym every morning, super motivating. Every time I talk to him, he has something it's always something positive to say. I always leave there, you know, telling my wife, I, I, I talked to Troy again. I got this, this thought, right? <laughs> so, uh, you guys, let's uh, introduce the one and only Troy. Help me pronounce your last name. Zucalato. Zucalato. Yes, we got Troy yeah. Zucalato in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. so thank you for coming hey, you down. Got it, man. I appreciate my you. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. So, for those of you, for those of the people that don't know who you are, uh, who are you? Where are you from? Well, I, I grew up in actually Riverside, um, spent uh, my all through my um, you know school days there, went to, started off at Riverside City College, okay. and then I ended up moving down to um, um, Orange County just because during my, you know, my career was pro bodybuilding, and right. I knew growing up in the area I grew up in, I was kind of like the big fish in the sea, you know, and I didn't really have anybody that aspired me to train harder to get bigger because I was already the best. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is if you're the king, you don't really push yourself. Right. So I had to go to LA where, you know, all the, the pro bodybuilders were Arnold, Lou Ferrigno, all the, you know, the big time guys, Tom Platts. And so when I saw that, I was like, realized, okay, if I want to get to that level, I got to leave this area and right. be around people that are inspiring me that make me work hard because I'm really nothing in this sport. So I got to get to that area. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's why I moved to Orange County myself too. Yeah, right? we yeah. talked about it at the gym one day. Sure, right. Being absolutely. that, being a bigger fish in a absolutely in a pond, right? And then you come out here and you That's realize right. you're you realize, heck, yeah, I won some you know local shows that <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't win Mister Neighborhood out in L.A. <laughs> right. So you know it's a big difference when you realize what the kind to get to that level as Mr. American, Mr. Universe, it's, right. it's totally different. So I had to be surrounded by those type of people because that's the only way you get better. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And you guys, uh, so Troy was a bodybuilder and then segued into being, well, this whole time you were an entrepreneur, right? But now he's yeah. full-blown, multiple different businesses, uh, I know, I know on an on an income level, right? Because the show is called Money Time. I know on an income level, you know, you, you definitely crush it at a high level. Yeah, I, I do well. You know, I was smart because you know my goal was to win Mister California. I accomplished that. Then it was to win Mister America. I accomplished that, and then it was to win Mister Universe, and I accomplished that. So I had I already had it programmed what I wanted to do. I didn't want bodybuilding to be my life. Right. I wanted to win those titles and use it to my advantage in the business world, so I could open up other doors, so to speak. Yeah, I love and that. Um, so my whole goal was just to get to that point right. because it's really it's too hard on your body. You know, right. you you beat yourself, beat yourself, and all the other things that you have to do to get to that level. Um, um, I knew there was a timeline where I wanted to get to and then be done with it. Right. And, you know, Troy, someone from the outside looking in, they like I see, right? I see at the gym, I see yep. you're a successful human being. You had some nice cars, have a beautiful house, right? But, right. I mean, you obviously didn't just end up there, no. right? What, what, if you don't mind, take us on the journey. And I, and I would love to know the journey from, you know, being born in Long Beach, you then moved to 
Riverside, California. Like, yep. Take us through that journey because everybody can talk about where they're at. But how did you get there? Well, I, I, we, I grew up in Riverside and I always, you know, I've always been fascinated with bodybuilding um, okay. during high school. I used to carry my, you know, education of a bodybuilder from from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, and shoot. I remember back then, you know, it was on Wide World of Sports. They would show it on Wide World of Sports. And I used to, you know, watch that, him and Lou Ferrigno and Serge Nubray. I'm like, man, I'd like to look like that. That's just crazy. This is as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, young kid. Oh, so I used awesome. to bring my book, and, you know, in high school, I'd read it and, and try to follow the routines and stuff. <laughs> and I just actually started making gains real fast. I joined, you know, at the time, there was no gyms in Riverside. Right. You know, we're going back into the, to the, um, the, the mid-'80s, and uh, the only gym that was there was the YMCA. So I joined the YMCA, and there was a couple of big guys in there, and I kind of just followed them. And then one day I met a guy, and he became my friend. He said, you know, you should try competing. You know, you got, and I was 16, 17 at the time. And I said, okay, I'll try it. I didn't know anything about, you know, trying to be tan or posing or yeah, anything. Right. So I went and entered the teenage Mr. Orange County, and I took second out of 45, and I was like, Maybe I'm onto something here, and oh, I didn't shoot. know a thing about body. I didn't know how to pose. I didn't, you know, there was I didn't, went in there ghost white, you know, <laughs> right. because you know I just didn't know anything. <laughs> right. Um, and so I, I, you know, that inspired me to, hey, maybe I got something here, and I loved the look uh, of it. Um, and so I just started competing. I competed, and I ended up winning the the teenage Mister America, the teenage Mister California. And then I went into the open division and uh, competed at on on in the open classes. And eventually, I won the Mister California in 1986, the Mister America in '89, the Universe in '90. So, um, I, and I did other shows in between that. Right. But um, you know, it was really my dad that inspired me to do this. You know, my dad was a very hard worker, um, and he always told me, "You know, Troy, you can be anything you want to be if you're willing to put the time and effort in it." And so uh, I just knew. I had a great work work ethic, right? And I knew that if I just spent the time, I genetically was good. You know, just because you're seven feet tall doesn't mean you can play basketball. Right. You have to have right. the God given talent too. And fortunately for me, for bodybuilding, I just had what it took to get to that level. Right. Um, and being inspired and trained and have the the discipline to do what it takes to get there you know, I was able to achieve the goals that I, I reached out to do. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. As a kid, was it Mr. Olympia for you? I didn't really necessarily want, I mean, of course I wanted, but I didn't, right. I didn't want to take the time because, you know, back then, you know, he had Lee Haney, Dorian Yates, they right. were all, um, you know, competing at that time. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to push it. And to the general public, you know, being Mr. America, Mr. Universe, that sends more credibility you know, in the bodybuilding world goes, no, Olympia is the ultimate. Right. But being the, the Miss American Mr. Universe, people automatically think, oh, he must be the best there is. Right. So I use those titles to my advantage um, and, and into the uh, corporate world. And uh, it opened a lot of doors for me. Dude, that is incredible. Yeah. That is awesome. What yeah. a journey. Hey, so at what, <laughs> how old were you when you did the Orange County Kid Show? Uh, 17. Yeah, I was 17. So you were you had graduated from high I school? I just yet? had graduated from high school. Yeah. So you started yeah. in high school. You yeah, were yeah, I was doing like, you know, at the at the, the gym at, at high school and then right. I joined the YMCA and I go there after school and work out. That and then awesome. I just met guys and kind of would follow their routines, how they did stuff. Right. And I just kept, you know, 
making gains. You know, I started eating right, you know, all, all the egg whites and all the other stuff that you have to do, right. the protein drinks, the vitamins, and I just started making gains, you know, and, that, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is cool. I love that. So I just kept going. Yeah. Just by reading magazines? or were there Yeah, some... because back then, you know, there was no social right, media. Right, you right. didn't know anything. So you would wait out, for, you know, muscle and fitness every month, and they'd have one of the top pros, well, this is how he trains his arms. This is how he do his back. So I would try to follow what they did and, and incorporate my own different type of thing into it and just kind of learn like that, really. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's great. But yet yeah, people today have like full blown workouts on their phone and can't figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's way different today than it was back then. Who who were people that you were looking up to at that time outside of Arnold? Arnold you had Lou Ferrigno and Tom Platts, and then they had the Mincner brothers, right. Danny Padilla. Um, those were like all the top guys, Tom Platts. Um yeah, so they were all uh, the, the pros at that time. And then, you know, Lee Haney was around. He was a little bit, bit ahead of me. He was the, right. the current Mr. Olympia at that time. And then Dorian Yates came on uh, right around the same time I did. That's about the same, right. Yeah. yeah. And then he he obviously won the Olympia several times. But by then, I, w I was more or less, okay, I've accomplished what I wanted. And, you, you know, I, I was getting I, – I didn't want to keep pushing it to where – you start getting injuries and all the, the other things that you have to do that would affect my health. I was like, you know, right. I, I, I don't want to do this forever. I want to use this and as a stepping stone into getting to something else I where I, I could, I still want to work out. I just don't want to have to do what it takes to get to, to be to, to further right. myself in that uh, career. When did you realize that? I realized that after I'd won the Mr. America, um, I was like, okay, you know, um, I may do this a couple more years to see what I can do at that level, but right. I was going to be done after that. And then Vince McMahon came around, you know, with that other organization. Right. And it was actually great timing for me uh, because I had just won the Mr. America and I was on every magazine cover. And Vince goes, you know, I want him. Right. And so I was able to get one of the highest contracts out of that time because it was just perfect timing for me. And so I signed a three-year deal and he took all the top guys from the IFBB started his own bodybuilding organization and uh i got paid a lot of money you know for a 27 year old kid you know it was wow. a lot of money it'd be a lot of money today but back then it was a, a whole lot a of lot. money and, there, right. and i was never going to make that in the other organization right so for me it wasn't about winning more titles it was about what am i going to get paid and use that most definitely you know i don't care to be mr olympia if i get paid three times as much as mr olympia and i'm not mr olympia that's it's about it's business for me. I love that. Yeah. Wait, so you were competing at a high school, started doing shows. When did you get picked? When did you join the I, the I IFBB? Yeah, it stands for International Federation of Bodybuilding. So that's the pro division. Okay. The amateur division is called the MPC. The MPC, so, which is the National Physique Committee. So you're 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 amateur until you win the Mister America title. And then you become pro. That's when you start doing pro shows like the Olympia, the Night of the Champions, the Chicago. They have different pro shows, the Arnold Classic. Right. Um, and so that's called the IFBB. Yeah, and that's the pro division. Um, so I, I turned professional right after I won Miss America. And I was uh, uh, about 27, I think I was at that time, that's when I turned professional. What did you weigh? What was body fat? Uh, that's my, the, the, my final, I was 245 on stage. And I, my body fat was about a little over 1%. Yeah, it was, it was real. I mean, I, I, I competed in Miami 
and it was hot and I was freezing just because I had no body fat. No body fat. I mean, you, it's really, when you get to that level, it's more of a science. You know, the training's important, the diet, but it's really knowing how to time you know, getting the fluid out underneath your skin out, you know, all keep making sure that everything is, is proportional with, with each other. It's really a science that you have to know to sodium depl deplete, sodium load. It's a big, it's a big right. thing. It's not just going to lift weights and going on stage. There's yeah, a lot more a to science it. science to it. Yeah. My yeah. buddy, a really good buddy of mine, I flip houses with him. Eddie Salinas was on the show. What was it? Uh, I don't know, five episodes ago. Uh, and he, he, what did he compete for? Was it the USA's? I think it was the USA's. Does that sound right? Yeah, it, that, the, that's, the a, that's a, a pro qualifier. Yeah, so yeah. He, he was uh, competing for the USA's at 2.3% body fat. Is that what he said? Yeah. And we had posted it on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, well, TikTok. And everybody on TikTok was like, you'll die at 2.3% body yeah, fat. You get, you get, you and so get I was asking him right after he had got off stage, he was, there was nosebleeds. He oh, was, yeah. I guess he went to eat and he didn't, Something happened. He passed out right away. Like the, there's a big. Well, unfortunately, big deal, right? you know, Adrian, the the bodybuilding. You know, everybody thinks they're the picture perfect of health. Right. You know that they once said that actually on the day of your show, you're about as close to death as you will ever come, without actually dying. And some people actually do die, because you're depleting your body of all minerals. You know, your body is seventy percent water. And if you deplete all that fluid out of you, you unbalances all your electrolytes. You start, you, you know, you can go into uh, seizures. Right. You know, your your glucose levels start changing. I mean, it's it's really as much as I love the sport. It's a very unhealthy sport when you get to the competitive part of it, right. because the criteria of the judging is so particular. They want every little fiber, every little thing Showing, to show. Right. And you just can't do that. I mean, my skin used to look like cellophane. I mean, you could see all the fibers doing on the day and you're really, you look great, but you're not very healthy on yeah. that day of that show. Wow. It's a yeah. big misconception out there. Totally misconception. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be that without knowing <laughs> that's right because you're what, taking what diuretics to get rid of water and yeah. you know then it starts affecting your kidneys and everything else you know right. i've had uh several uh guys that i've competed against never reach their 50th birthday wow you know from all the crap that you have to do to your body it's that's just crazy. you know it's unfortunate that that's what the the judging criteria makes you do to get to that level right and i was just done with it i was like you know i got a family i don't want to do this shit anymore yeah. Like Ronnie Coleman, Ronnie Coleman's still pretty. Yeah, I mean, I you know what's what's interesting is Ronnie Coleman was actually in, the year I won the Mister America, he was in it, and um, he didn't he didn't place very well, but he was a, a beginner, right? And then the next year was like, oh my God, where'd this guy come from? He right. was like night and day. I was going, man, I'm glad he's I'm already pro. <laughs> I don't compete against him anymore. Right? <laughs> he he was a freak. Um, but he's paid the price too. Yeah. You know, he's had, he can't walk. He's basically crippled because your body's not made to do that. Adrian day in and day out. You right. can't just sit there and pound the weight day in day out without having some type of side effect from it. Right. I can guarantee you, your, your body's going to fail before the weights do, Most definitely. you know, oh, and it, you're going to pay the price that's eventually, good. you know, and, and are you making millions on stage? And no, it's a, you make no money in bodybuilding. You know, that's why it was so good for me when Vince McMahon came come because right. He paid us millions of dollars. And I'm going, you know, I could do the IFBB for my whole career and never make that kind of money. Right. And I was getting that every year. Wow. So it was, it was just, it, for me, it was, it was just perfect timing for me. Right. I won at the right time and I was on 
I was the face of bodybuilding that whole year. So for me, it was just perfect timing for me. That, was it uh, surreal that you were once opening the muscle fitness? Yeah, it's funny because on. I remember, you know, going over to doing exhibitions and appearances in Europe, and I'd go to like to the grocery store, and my face would be there on the uh, the European, European magazines, magazine. and I was like, "Wow, this is this is really." And the people like I check on, they go, "Is that you?" And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and like, wow, they want to take pictures. And I'm like, "If you think I was Michael Jackson, you know, back then, I remember we competed funny. in Russia." And, and, you know, back then, this was in, in the early 90s when Russia was still a communist country. Right. And we went back there to compete against the, Rus the Russian national team. And we went to Leningrad in Moscow and competed there. And it was like, I mean, it was like going to a football stadium. There were 70,000 people in these huge oh. arenas. It was crazy. And I, I, I posed to Born in the USA. And it was, I mean, just, I mean, they would have gave anything to come home with you <laughs> you know it was crazy <laughs> it was just it was just nuts awesome. but you really feel like like you like were the star. king yeah you know because nobody because back then the, everything was underground right you, they weren't allowed to body build only power lift and if you body building you got arrested really I mean, yeah it was crazy back then they had no oh. food i mean it was a really tough i mean they put us in the nicest hotel right. and it, it would be the most crappiest hotel here Wow. It was just unbelievable because it was still communist country right, back then. Right. It's much different now, you know, but back then it was crazy. That is wild. Yeah. So Vince McMahon comes around. He starts the WFB. W, uh, WBF, w World Bodybuilding Federation. Starts yes. the WBF. Yep. You then join Vince McMahon. He offers me a contract that I was like, the Godfather say he offered me a deal I couldn't refuse. Yeah. And I was like, I could care less about winning them. This is business now for me. Dude, so it opened. I was able to now have money and and, and use it for investments. You know, right. I I didn't go buy the cars. I didn't go buy the watches. I didn't go buy the jets. I didn't do none of that stuff until I was able to use my passive income. I never used my earned income to go buy things. It wasn't until I I created until I was earning passive income. Now that's when I go buy my toys. Wow. But so many people get on the wrong track of that Adrian, you know, they start getting money. That's why you see so many professional athletes fail as their career gets over. They're broke. Right. You know, it's because they, they think this is going to last forever. And I had good people with my brother and my dad saying, you know, Troy invest that would start doing some things with it. So I bought property, you know, where my house is being built now. Right. Uh, um, the house I live in now, I built on that property, but I, I made, I, I made smart things and I listened to my brother was, is a very successful builder. So I would do things with him. He goes, invest in this, you know, do this thing. And I didn't, you know, I drove a Honda around, I drove a, you know, shitty ass car and had a swatch watch, you know, <laughs> and why these guys were wearing Rolexes and driving Mercedes. Right. And I look at them now and I'm the one that's getting all that stuff and they're in apartments still, you know, wow being personal trainers trying to make a living just do something because they pissed it all away and and unfortunately that's the majority of professional athletes you make a lot of money and you don't you know you think you're going to be that star your whole life and it, you're not that yeah. young guy is going to come up and beat you eventually yep yep we see it in real estate too i think we yeah. see it in most 
entrepreneurial uh, prof professions now right, where, right. you know, even crypto, right? I mean, I hate, hate to use the word crypto, but <laughs> you have all these guys that made yeah. so much money off Bitcoin that made so much money off this that, crypto and they went and right. bought Lamborghinis. Oh, yeah. They, they're still renting the apartment, by the sure. way. Exactly. But they're buying Lamborghinis. That's they right. have one-off Rolexes, right? That, that's and you're exactly like, what right. is going on? Yeah. And, yeah. and it, so I just want to talk about this real fast because you were in a scene where everybody around you was using their money to do that, I right? don't think I didn't want it, Adrian. I mean, I was like, these guys are I mean, I, sh I want that car. Right. I want that watch. But I let my dad say, Troy, trust me on this. And my dad, you know, my dad was a school teacher. My mom was a school teacher. So we weren't, we didn't grow up with money. You know, right. it was always hard work and, and, and having a work ethic. Right. And I'm going, I got to, I got to use this money to make me money. So you know, I, I want the watches. I want all that stuff, but that will come if I, if I do everything right now, I'm young. I've got to learn how to, to fail and to, to succeed. I think most people get the, the two, think they're the opposite between, you know, failure and success. Well, really, to me, failure is a part of success. Because if you never failure, fail in life, you'll never know what it's like to succeed. So you good. have to risk taking chances. So to me, if you never fail and you succeed at everything you do, then you're not pushing hard enough. So you're good. not taking chances and you have to take risks in any business. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the time I was young enough, like you, you're young enough. Hey, if I lose, I've made millions agent and I've lost millions, but you know what? I had a work ethic and I said, okay, that was a mistake. I'll figure it out and I'll do better next time. And eventually you'll do the right thing, right. but you've got to be willing to do the grind. You have to so be able good. to go through the valleys in life because if you're living just like this, you're never going to get to the top because you've got to be able to risk things and you've got to learn how to fail because so otherwise good. you'll never succeed. Yeah, so good. So would you say then life is more of a roller coaster going uphill? 100%. I, you know, for me, it's like I just said, I don't want to live you know, right. nine to five where I got, okay, I got my money. I pay my bills. I can go on one vacation a year, but I can only <laughs> right. spend, you know, I, I got to go to an all-inclusive because I can't afford to go to the big resorts. Right. That's not how I wanted to live. If I want to do something, you know, I, I, you know, if I can't afford a Rolex, I don't want a Rolex. I don't want a fake one. I don't want a fake Louis Vuitton bag. If I can't afford the real shit, then I don't want the damn thing. So good. So, you know, so, and if I want that, then I got to earn it. And I'll figure out how to make that money to get it. And I did. And it's, and, and it's you know, Adrian, I'm not this smart guy on business. I just know how to make money. And like I said, I, I'm not the smartest guy or the most gifted guy. But right. I can tell you this, there ain't a person on this planet that will outwork me. I don't care who it is. Let's I go. will grind till the day I die. I'll work from 5 in the morning till midnight and get three hours of sleep if that's what it takes to get to where I want to get to. So good. Yeah. And and I and I believe that is the sac that that is the sacrifice. That's what has to happen for us to get there. One hundred percent, Adrian. I think everybody has got the motive. You, you know, hey, I want to be successful businessman. Right. But motive and discipline is two different things. Two, oh, so you know, good. there's people that are motivated to get up at four a.m. and go to the gym, but it's the guy that has the discipline that does it day in and day out. Do you think I like getting up at four o'clock? Mike, hey, I'm retired. I don't have to do it, but right. that's part of what I do every day. I got to be up at four o'clock in the morning. I go to the gym at five. I'm done by seven, and then I grind the rest of the day. I don't, I could retire now. I don't want to. I love that thrill, the kill. So good. It keeps dude. me motivated. Yeah. You know, I could I don't have to do a damn thing if I don't want to. I could retire and not do anything. But it's I just I want that extra kill. 
I yeah. want, you know, do I want 100 million? No, I want 200 million. <laughs> when I get to two, I want 400. You know, it was never good enough for me. Yeah. Um, I always wanted more. I said, you know, man, I remember, you know, my dad, when I first signed my first contract, I signed for 500 grand. And, you know, back in, in the, you know, late 80s, for you know, a 24, 25 year old kid, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and and, and it would still be good money yeah. today. Most definitely. But I was like, you know, I want it to be six hundred now. I mean, you know, like my dad, they were school that's teachers, so and my dad goes, God, I can't believe you make that much money. I never made that my whole life, you know. And I'm going, but it, it wasn't, you know. I was grateful, but I knew, hey, this is. I want more than this. Yeah. You know, I I just want to I, I want to just keep going take that money invest it to and make a million then i when i went and made my first million i wanted two million then i when i made my next two million i wanted five million and it was good. never enough for me and not because i was greedy i just no, like the yeah. thrill the kill Most definitely. you know i i just want if i can do that i can do this too yeah. guys we're not alone we are not alone <laughs> i have conversations with buddies who watch the show every week and we're like dude we're always like, how do you like push to the next level, right? All right, we're here. Let's go more. Let's go more. And then yeah. we'll talk to other minds, and they're like, dude, aren't you just like, when's enough's enough? Like, when can you just chill? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how to chill. I don't know. And there's a lot of like, and I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've experienced this. There's a lot of judgment, and uh, uh, people have a lot to say about that. What? Why do you think that is? I, you know, I, somebody asked me, Troy, when is enough? And I said. You know, I would like to wake up someday, you know, and just go, you know, I've done it. I've made it. I don't want any more. I don't think that's ever going to come, though. Yeah. Because I think when I turn 70, 80, I'm still going to want to do something. Yeah. What am I going to do, sit at home all day long? Yeah, go you know, fishing. Go golf and fish? <laughs> no. I, I'd rather be in the, in the scene in grinding. The grind. yeah. yeah. Seeing what else I can create. Yeah. Start from nothing and create an empire. For sure. That's what, you know, that's what I like to do. I like to, I don't want nothing given to me. Uh, you, you know, my, my, my dad couldn't afford to give me anything. Right. You know, and, and it's, you know, you see it in a lot of people that grew up with wealth and everything was handed to them and then they lose it all because they don't understand what it's like to work right. and drive. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't poor by any means. Um, you know, I had a roof over my head. I had food on the table every day. I had parents that supported me and loved me, never, ever told me, what are you doing bodybuilding for? You're never, it's never going to get anywhere. My dad always said, Troy, I know it's it's in you. If you want to be Mr. America, I know you can be. And, and, you know, people would come up to me and say, Troy, there's one person that wins Mr. America. One guy out of the whole United States. I go, well, it's going to be me. Let's go. And, you know, I was second two years in a row. And I lost by one point two years in a row. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to get there gonna because get I'm not going to stop. I can figure out what did I do wrong? Where could have I gotten better? And I corrected it, and I finally won. And I was like, that's, you know, it's just the drive in not giving up. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't ever want to be second place because no one remembers second place. That's so good. You know, so I true. remember I won so I've had probably 200 trophies over the, my career. 
I'll tell you, I can't find any of them except the first place ones. I threw every other one away. Seconds, I don't, I don't want it. Don't I don't want anything. it. Yeah. And it wasn't like I wasn't. You, you, I just right. don't want it. If it's yeah. not number one, it's not worth it. it to me. Yep. It's just like wearing a fake Rolex. If I can't have the real thing, I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't yeah. don't bring it to me. I'll wear a Timex until I can afford the real thing. <laughs> you know, you know, or it's or so drive good. a Ferrari that that's a kit car. It's a kit car. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I don't want the thing. I don't want I, it. I think Ed Milet talks about how he drove his uh, kit uh, Mercedes. Did you ever tell you that story? <laughs> no, he huh? had, I he, love Ed, Ed Milet. That too, oh, yeah. he inspires me a lot. You know, he was another one came from you know right. from nothing. You know, really had no no vision in life. Didn't know what he was going to do. No. Thought about quitting several times. You know, and his dad he said that hey, just right. go one more one day, more. and it just one more day. And one uh, more. I always think of that a lot. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, he's a big inspiration to me, and oh, yeah, uh, me too. he's very smart and yeah. uh, um, very wise. Right. You know, he's very wise about stuff and. Uh, um, but you know, I mean, you look at guys like him, he came from nothing. Yeah. You got Grant Cordone, another guy that lived right. in this car. He was a, uh, you know, a, a junkie. Right. And, yes. and you know, Seriously. guys like that where, where, you know, I've never drank alcohol my whole life. I've never done a drug my whole life. I mean, I wow. was just like disciplined all along the way. And so I had a lot of advantages because I was already disciplined. And then you look at guys like them that had no guidance or were drug addicts or whatever in life. Right. And they were still able to make it, you know, because they realize, Hey, it's just about hard work. Yeah, most definitely. And when people say, Oh, you know, poor me, I can't do this. I don't got that. It has nothing to do with it. It's just drive. It doesn't matter what economic background you came nope. from. If you want something bad enough, you find a way. Yep. If you don't, you find an excuse. Yep. And you can't have both. That's right. You cannot have both. I was That's telling right. the crew that the other day. So I'm pushing them to get up at five o'clock in the morning, yep. right? Yeah. And one of them said something. I go, you can't have excuses. And you can have, you can have excuses and you can have results, but you can't have both at the same time. That's right. Right. And they're yep. like trying to understand it. And I go, dude, you're going to get one or the other. Right. Yeah. But it's the people that, chose to buy into that chose to buy into saying fuck you to your excuses that's right to quieting the little bitch i hate you know this is just the truth right quieting the little bitch voice that tells you to stay in bed right it's being able to push that to the side and say no i'm gonna fucking do something today i got this right it's that willpower 100 at five o'clock four o'clock in the morning that's while right. everybody else is hitting the snooze button yep exactly right? right and and you know there's something that i learned really 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 early on it's by tony robbins he says success leaves clues absolutely follow the clues that's right and i just look at i like when i go to the gym at 5 five thirty in the morning the most successful people that i know are They're there all at the in gym. There. that's right right yeah well then that's maybe a clue that i need to wake up and go to the gym in the yeah, morning that's right right follow because it you see it the same same group of core guys every second. every morning and it's been like that like bark you know right. i've known bark for shit 40 years and same thing we're in there every single i go back 40 years and we are at world's gym Working out, same damn time. Same people are in there, and this, and they're all successful. Is Sahar been there the whole time too? Who's that? Sahar. No, I didn't yeah. know Sahar till till this till uh, lifetime. Till lifetime, yeah. yeah. But awesome. it was, you know, like Nick, I've known Nick yeah. and all those guys for years. You know, we've all trained at the same gym for, for years, and we are always the early crew. I was going twice a day because it was my career back then. Right. Um. Right. But yeah, we were always there first thing in the morning, getting it done. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So while everyone was buying, everyone was taking the money that they got in the uh, WFB, right. they were then WBF. WBF, My yes. apologies. The WBF. Everybody was taking their money. You were taking that money and buying what? Buying real estate. You know, I started in on uh, um, buying car washes, doing um, buildings. I got involved in buying and selling hotels. 
Um, and now I started in on temp agencies. I've been doing unbelievable there. But I would buy things and resell them, take that money and, and, and buy it. Kind of, kind of like what you do. You flip right. things and take the, take the money and buy something a little buy bit better. Else. I really started making money. And then I started the longevity centers is how right. I start, really started making. So after I retired, I knew, uh, you know, being in Newport Beach, everybody wants to look good and feel better. Right. So I started longevity centers. And um, I already had, you know, I was with the WBF. Right. So Vince, one of the wrestlers, you know, that we're all going to do things come to me because he wanted me to do it legally. Right. So um, I hired physicians to work for my company and I started getting all the athletes coming to me. And then it's kind of just, you know, word of mouth. They right. all started telling, hey, go to this guy. You know, they do everything legitimately. And so that's kind of how I built that business. And then I was making so much money from there. Then I started, you know, I get clients, clients because you have to, it's expensive to do, to come to my office to do the kind of services and um, right. I would I would meet people with money and the, and they started uh, these group of guys that you know have ridiculous money and I said hey you know and they buy and sell hotels especially during COVID when hotels were going out of business so I said hey you know next time you guys do do something let me let me in on it. let me in, be an investor so I started you know I gave five hundred grand in six months I got six hundred and fifty back. You know, so and then I kept taking. Then I would take that, buy another one because they were buying and selling them. Right. You know, paying pennies on the dollar, and um, would sell them to the Holiday Inn firm. So they go in there and redo them because they a lot of them were just let go right. um, because they, you know, nobody was going into hotels. Everything was closed back then. And so we really capitalized on that, and mm -hmm. so I made some really good investments with that. But it, you know, it, it's Adrian. You know, it's the people you surround yourself with. You know, I can tell you, you, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, so to speak. Right. You know, you hang around with five friends, you're going to be the, five losers, you're going to be the sixth one. Most definitely. You know, you, I always, during my career, I always wanted to be the dumbest person in the room. And that's how I say it. I want people that are smarter than me. I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, just like I didn't want to be the biggest bodybuilder because I, I just stay the same. I always wanted to be around somebody that was better than me or smarter than me because I'd listen to them. I go, okay, if this guy's doing, what is he doing that I'm not doing? And I would figure things out with them. And so just when it goes back to these successful guys, and the, I said, you know, you've made money. Let me invest with you. And I seen how they did it. And so I just kept investing, doing different things. And then I just got these temp agencies about uh, about a year and a half ago in, in, in Dallas. My buddy had the connections out there, and I started these. And this has just been incredible. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah been incredible when uh when you retired how how old were you then from the 34 you're 34 34 that was from the uh the wbf the w and then i went back to the ifbb okay because i got a contract with with the ifbb okay we'd and i and like i told you i was just basically doing ads for them right um so i i stayed there for about another year just because i got paid to do it and then i started you know invested in things at that time what year was that uh that would have been um about nine, I think my last show was in 94. 94? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you did your last show, retired. What, I, did I see this correctly? You were on Full House, which I is- I did an episode of, of, yeah. of Full House, yeah. And another, there were two 
three movies you were in on. So right? I was in a movie called Kill Point. Kill Point. I played, I played, I played a, a like a bodyguard, and then I was on Doogie Howser. Doogie. Do you remember Doogie Howser? That Hauser? was with the kids, so right? That was with Neil Patrick Harris. He played a That's like right. a sixteen-year-old kid that was a doctor. He was like this genius guy, and so right. he he joined a gym, and I played his trainer in a couple episodes. Yeah, um, yeah so. Yeah, I, that I was watched fun. It. Did I watch it last night? Would Would you say uh, you gotta you gotta fill the burn, kid? Or? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah. I got that. And I always tease my daughters. Always go, oh my god, because it was so funny. We were at the montage about a month ago, and uh, the the waitress came up and like said something to me, and I go, oh, everybody knows me, and I was on Full House, and then she goes, Full House. She goes, I. I know everything about Full House, and my daughter was just like going, "Oh my Here god!" And go. I was just joking, yeah, you know, right. like this happened in the early '90s, you know, when the, <laughs> right. the little twins were like three years old, right. you know. And uh, so the girl goes, "What episode were you on?" She goes, "I know everyone." I go, "You remember the time when DJ was trying to be a model and she fainted on the thing?" She goes, "I just watched that yesterday. You're the bodybuilder on that." I go, "No, I go, way. yeah." So she came in and goes, "I can't believe like signed something." <laughs> And, and and my daughters were like going, oh my god, oh my do you god. have to do this in front of us? Oh my god, he th- he already thinks he's the shit. I go, I told you, I still, I go, I got an Emmy for that award. I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, that was fun. And you know what's interesting, Adrian? I still to this day get paid residuals off of that. From the Full House episode? Yes. So I made a four, not a lot. Right, you right. Know, but in the, you know, because now it's like, I don't know, 300 bucks or something. Right. But, you know, back then it was a thousand. And then, oh, the, shit. but, it, you know, when it showed in Australia or anywhere, you know, it's overseas, I get paid every time it's on a, on TV and, and for Doogie Hauser. That is crazy. Yeah. So that I get residuals and, and they're not a lot of money, but, but I'll but see hey. Warner Brothers. Oh, I got a check for 134 yeah, bucks some today. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is cool. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah, that paid me for a, a long time. You I've, know, I've, I've, I've I've probably watched every Full House episode growing yeah, up. Yeah. And so as I was rewatching the episode last night, yeah. right, I'm like, I'm watching, I'm like, why does this look so familiar? Which is ironic because that means I was a kid watching you on TV, and then here we are. Yeah. Dude, that's just so oh, cool. funny. That is so yeah. cool. I was yeah. a major uh, Olsen twins. I oh, love yeah. that girl. And up. I couldn't believe yeah. that girl, the montage, the waitress, she, she knew every episode. I go, man, this is crazy. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fun. How, how was that whole experience? That was fun. It, it, you know, it, it's a lot tougher because, you you know, I went on, at that time, I had an agent, and so I was going on tons of auditions. Right. You know, they ask you for a bodybuilder, and then you get there, and you go, shit, this is, you're too big. Oh. You know, they they thought, you know, they asked for a bodybuilder, and then you come in, they're going, oh, I don't want to, that's way too big. Yeah. You'll make our characters look too small, too small right? the other cast. So there was a lot of times that you went, and it was just, you know, they asked for a bodybuilder, but that's really not what they wanted. What they, wanted yeah. they wanted a guy that would just fit yeah. more, Don't more have or less. Muscle yeah, and... exactly. That's but crazy. yeah, so I got a few few little gigs off of it. It was fun during the time, that's but cool. it was not something that I really wanted to be a full-time actor, right. you know, because again, that's a career that pretty much leads you to nowhere. Right. And I wanted to do something where I knew I, I could do it on my own and make money. That's awesome. So, so yeah. you retire and then you create the youth tech company, right? Yes, yes, the medical and, business. And then I had one. So I hired a physician uh, to do that. I went and got certified through the American Academy of Anti Aging Medicine, um, and then hired a physician who had who actually had had a the first longevity center. It was out in Westlake Village, hmm. and he wanted to retire. So I said, Hey, why don't you just come work for me? And you know, you can work you know one day a week, um, and pretty much do what you want. I'll pay right. you what you're making now. And uh, so he was all for it. So I had him till 
for about the first 15 years, and then he passed away. Um, and then I've had my current um, a physician now, who's actually a fitness um, competitor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you took all the money that you were making from the all the investments you made, and you yes, started, and started that. mostly doing in youth tech, investing youth tech. there, and then other things uh, along the way. What yeah. what all does youth tech? Uh, so we do all the hormone replacement therapy, anything that's to do with aesthetics, Botox, fillers, lasers, um, just about everything that has to do with aesthetics. You is, know. is there a laser company also? I don't own a laser company, but know. I do lasers at you my office. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that does pretty well does really well yeah. yeah you guys have how many locations so i have one here i have one in dallas and i have one in la jolla in la jolla yeah that is awesome dude. yeah that's yeah, and you guys do. you guys have some a-list clients that yeah. yeah i mean i can tell you that my clients they're like big time but you know that's, obviously yeah. you keep that to yourself but yeah. they're uh yeah i have a lot of I, and, and it's a lot of it was because of you know when i was in the wbf i would do a lot of uh, uh softball charity things and so there would be other actors and actresses that there. came along you know was doing it and so um i met a lot of them and then when i when i started the longevity there was nobody doing it right. you know and so they all you know they wanted to look better feel better and i was providing the services i had physicians and nurses and everything on staff so Dude, yeah it worked awesome. out good for me that's yeah. really good yeah you guys do this the face stem shell all stem cell, cell face. in the face yeah, yeah rejuvenate the skin you know, in the hair for to rejuvenate hair for yeah. people that are losing their hair, you know, skin tightening. Yeah, just every, anything that has to do with aesthetics, we pretty much do it. Right yeah. on. My wife yeah. said I was looking old yesterday, so yeah. I think I got to go in. <laughs> yeah, come in and, and I'll do you right up. <laughs> we were looking at an old video and she's like, you look so young there. And I'm yeah. like, what are you trying to say? I'm old now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was, uh, it was COVID. It was, it was the baby. It was yeah. the baby. That's what yeah. it was. It was the baby. I know. I just had my first grandkid. So That's exciting, dude. I remember I so did my, awesome. when I won the, the Mr. America, I did a cover with my daughter um, uh, for Muscle and Fitness. And she was 11 months old. And now she's 34. Is she the one having the baby? Just had the baby, yeah. So I was like, God, I can remember it was like yesterday. That's crazy. It was about like that. You have two daughters, yeah? Two daughters. I have one, uh, 28 and 34. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And just a personal question. You met your wife when you were going through? We met in, actually, when I was in college, um, we worked at Juvenile Hall um, as um, counselors. Oh, shoot. And for school credit. And she was employed there, and then she always has to say it, uh, I was his boss then. I worked under her. She still so, is the boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Boss. But yeah, I worked under her. So that's how oh, I met cool. her. Yeah. And so yeah. You, you're with her that whole, throughout the whole? Oh, yeah, she's, dude, that is she's incredible. Been, used to cook my food and did all that kind of stuff so I could just work. You know, she worked three jobs so I could focus on my career. Wow. You know, so. Um, and we, we've talked about this, of having a you know, good, solid, good, solid woman. Yeah, you got to have support, your family yeah. support. They've got to be behind you because, you know, it's a very selfish sport. Yeah, most um, definitely. You know, you know, I would go to the gym and then I would lay out for the sun because I had to do photos or I had to do appearances. So I always had to look like I did in the magazines. And that's hard to stay in that kind of condition because the dieting's so strict. Most but that's how I made my living. You know, when I would go do appearances, they expect... Mr. America to look like Mr. America, right. not get out of shape. So I was always having to diet and work out hard, stay tan. So I really couldn't have another job because that was my job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, to to the uh, to the spouse uh, point is we see a lot of entrepreneurs 
successful people yeah. in any field, right? Rather right. be even pro athletes. Right. They have this woman that they're with from the beginning and yep. they start making some money and as their pockets grow, so do their head. Right. And before you know it, some, you know, seventeen year old comes eighteen year old comes around, right? Yep. And uh the wife's yep. no longer there. That's right. And we yeah. see it happen a lot in uh in uh in the entrepreneur world, but for some reason yeah. in real estate, like just, I see it happen often. Right. right? Yeah. Um to 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 something that you've learned from that, right? Because you've you've lived with your wife this entire yeah. time. Like, what is some advice for men that may be struggling with that? Well, I, I think that especially in my situation, you know, my wife worked three jobs to give us, let me do pursue my career. Um, you know, you know, what kind of woman's actually going to work in the morning and while I go to the gym and then come home and change her clothes at twelve o'clock to go to another job while I'm laying out in the sun. You know, <laughs> right. it doesn't happen. No. So when people say, well, you buy her whatever she wants, I go, because she's earned it. Yeah. You know, she's earned it. Now she doesn't have to do anything. It's a, I do it all. So good. So, you know, it um, because I, I, if you don't have that support and the rest of your family, that's people that are behind you, that's how you really succeed. If I didn't have it, I would have never been able to do this, half the stuff I did. Yeah. You know, if I didn't have my mom and dad support me, if I didn't have my family, my wife, my kids, everybody supporting me, I you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You so know, good. you got to and now they get the benefits from it from all the what they helped me to get to because I could have never done it. Yeah. You know, never. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I, uh my wife was there when I driving my grandma's PT cruiser. And my wife is much more, much more attractive than I am, brother. Much more, right? She's about five ten. Yeah. Right. You would never think in a million exactly. years that I would be with someone like that. Well, I like saw that. the picture. I was going, "How that son of a bitch yeah. get her?" <laughs> <laughs> Most people ask the same question, right? <laughs> and it's funny when we meet new people. They're like, "Oh, you know, she must have met you when you when you started to get money or when you had money, right?" And I'm like, "Dude, the complete opposite. Yeah. Our first trip to Vegas, she paid for. We went to Del Taco. I couldn't even buy Del Taco in Barstow. I had no money. She had to buy Del Taco. She drove." She paid for the room, yeah. right? And people are like, how the heck? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. But the fact that that woman was willing to put up with me, right, yeah. was yeah. willing to be with me when I didn't have anything. Right. Like, I don't, I, I can yeah. never mentally take myself there, right? Right. right? Just because of that sheer, like, as they yeah. call it, day one, right? right. Yeah. Um, and so for all of you guys, right, like, remember your day one, yeah. right? Because they're, exactly. they're. You ain't going to find that next woman. From right. what I've heard, that next yeah. woman is not looking for that. She's looking right. for, you know, no. the next Rolex watch or, that's right. yeah. uh, you know, Louis Vuitton purse <laughs> edition right. that exactly just came right. out. Exactly so, right. And I'm sure you've seen it in your career. Oh, God. Quite often. It's, it's amazing, yeah. you know, especially when you get successful. Right. Everything changes. For you know, sure. You know, but... Uh, so you go, you start the, the uh, U-Tech company, and then you're taking that money, you're diversifying... Uh, let's talk about the temp agency real quick. I know you brought so that, that up. That that actually, uh, it was nothing that because I knew nothing about that business. I but I always look for things to invest in that's going to make me money. Right. Well, my buddy, one of my best friends who is in Texas, he owns a packaging company, so he's been using this facility because out in Texas, almost like Google's out there now, Frito-Lay's out there, Tesla, for I mean, all the big corporations have moved out there. Right. Um, and they got these, you know, million square foot facilities and, and all they hire is temps. They mm. don't hire any full. They have a CFO and a, CEO, a CEO, everybody else of the, you know, there's thousands and they're just temps. All That's all they hire is temps. Wow. So 
he said, hey, look, I got this packaging company that I have, other, and they offered me the temp agency if I wanted to buy them. And I said, well, I'm all in. He goes, I just got to give them a better deal on packaging because he's huge. He does like Mary Kay, does Paul Mitchell. He's oh, wow. got, so he's got connections. Right. So he said, if you put up the money, I'll, I'll get it all arranged and we'll split the profit. I said, I'm in. So that's kind of how that went. So we already had it established. Dude, that is awesome. You know, so it wasn't like, you know, I started making money day one. Wow. Um, so it was a big, you know, I had to invest a lot of money because you need the upfront money because, you know, you're paying them every week and you're not getting your money back for 90 days. So you have to, you have to have a lot of upfront cash to make sure they get paid, you know, and you're not making right. any money until it finally cycles around where then it starts, you start to make money. So that's a 90 day turnaround for your, it's a 90 day turnaround. Oh, shit. But now we have, you know, we've established cause we've been over a year. Right. Um, and so it's been established now and it's just, you know, every single month we bill them weekly and, that, and we get paid. Um, Dude, that every, awesome. yeah, it's well, I remember when you were, when you were starting, Oh, it's, it. it's one of the best investments I ever did. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. And it was and it was just really uh handed to me. Right. You know, and I was like that kind of numbers? I'm in. I'll be all day long doing this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and then it was an accumulation of putting yourself in the right place. Yeah, I had to right take times, a risk cuz right. I had to put a lot of money up front and there's no guarantee in anything. Right. But from what I saw and what the numbers and what the projections were, I was like this is the, you know, there's risk but not as risky as some other things I've done. Right. You know, this is pretty much you know, foolproof cuz we already got the employees already working. You know, it's not like we're trying to recruit and get more staff. I mean, everything was took in place. So we took another one guy from another company who already had everything in line. He was OSHA certified, so he could certify them all before they got started. And I was like, man, this is a no-brainer. The foundation was there. It was there. Was he selling yeah. the company? No, the, the guy that runs the company, that owns the business, it's his, you know, he goes... Oh. You give us a little percentage off of this, I'll give you all the temps in here. You know, it's twenty three hundred oh. people. So yeah, it's it's incredible. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. What's the and uh, again? That's just connections. You know, right. er, 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 half of your business success is is being in the right place at the right time and having connections. Right. You know, with people, that, a lot of my stuff would just being connected in the right areas. Right. You know, it wasn't because I had I'm this genius mastermind business guy. I think I know business, but it's being put myself in the right situation. Right. That's half of it right there is is putting yourself where you need to be. And is that just by going to work every day? Going is that to just work. By showing up? And it's just being around people, being around successful people. Half of the stuff I've done is because I'm around successful people. Well, let me get involved with you. And so they good. do because you we're buddies, you know, and they do. And I made money and I kept, well, let me do the next one with you. You know, I did several of those hotels and it's been unbelievable so good yeah when you're making an investment are you uh strictly an in, an investor or are there are times you come in on operations no how do you determine just in investing just, just yeah because capital. i have my own thing where you know the medical business needs my attention so i'm pretty much there all the time okay. but my other people you know the other things i'm involved in usually have people that run it for us. And then I just fly out there to see, hey, what's going on? I want to see what we're doing. Check in. Look at the numbers and everything else. And uh, just make my appearance known that, you know, I own the company and, and I want to just see how things are being ran. But I let, for the most part, I let them do the, because they know the business. I don't know the business. Right. I just want to look at the numbers. But, you know, they're the ones that know how to run the business. And as long as you're making me money, 
uh, you're going to make money. I love and that. I, I always and I've always been why people want to work for me is I always give back. You know, I knew there was times when during my career when you know I was struggling. I was trying to make money, and you know, bodybuilding is expensive. You got to buy good food, and the and the better the food is, the higher the prices. So I had guys that uh, you know gave me money to to live. Said, hey, I'm gonna sponsor you and help. So and I never forget shit like that. And I do the same for other people. You know, I got these these guys that are in Dallas that come from nothing, you know, and they work hard and I, I've doubled their salary and, and, it, and that changes, you know, that changes someone's whole life. You know, I had this one guy that I took that was making a hundred grand a year and he lived a life, but I offered him, Hey, you come work for me. I'll give you 200 grand a year. And that's, he life, was, changing. that's life changing to yeah. a lot of those people and they'll work their butt off. He'll work morning and night. I call him. I go, what do you do? I'm at the office still. That's the kind of guy I want. I don't want a nine to five guy. I want so a guy that's good. nine to five the next day if yeah. I need him there, you know? They, and they that's what these guys do. Yeah. They, they just come from a different, you know, we're so spoiled in the United States. It's the people that come from other countries yeah. that go, like, you can achieve so much here if you just want to work. But people want everything for free here, especially in California. They don't want to work because the government gives them everything. Yep. You know, that, and that's why they'll never have anything. That's so good, dude. That's so good. And uh, a big point, and I hope you guys caught this, is uh, you take care of the people that take care of you. I, and that's why I have a success rate. Nobody usually quits because, you know, the better you are to people, you're going to get more production out of them. Yeah. If they come in and enjoy working for you and, and you take good care of them, like there's times I'll go in there and I'll, th I'll throw the, the, the guy that does it, give him a thousand grand cash. You know, give him a grand cash, and he'll go. What's this for? And I go, could you could you make me a lot of money? And to them, that's nothing to me. Right. To yeah. them, it, that oh, that's, you just lit up their whole world. This is a vacation to take yeah. my wife somewhere. Right. You know, for the guys like that, and that changes the whole life. And they'll bust their ass for you. So good. You know, dude. instead of just coming in and grinding them all the time and saying so you got to perform here to make these numbers, they don't want to work. You know, if you if you just give a little, I'm telling you, it's gonna be tenfold getting it back. The biggest thing missing in the entrepreneurial space right now is yeah. that right there. 100%. Right People there, get Troy. greedy oh, and most, don't want to give. But I'm telling you, most definitely. I'd rather take less money and put it in my pocket and give it to somebody else that's making me the money because all it's going to do is give him more incentive. If I, if I get this from it, what if I do this for him? He's going to probably give me even more. Yep. And damn right I will. So good, dude. I, I so make good. enough money. So you know, I give it to somebody else. They're going to work harder and make me more money in the world. So I don't. Good. I never understood that why people are so greedy. I see these guys make millions, and I, and I'll, I'll they'll go to valet and they'll give the guy two bucks to valet it. Yeah, I you park my car, I give you a hundred dollar bill. Park it out front for me, man. They see me coming, they park the sea for me because <laughs> what's a hundred bucks to me? But it to to them that's a lot. And I've seen guys cheap ass and give them. I go, you give them two dollars. I go. I park your ass down in the street. <laughs> I two two dollars. Yeah, love but this like subject. I go to the montage. They right. see me coming. They come right out to they me. They know. Pull me right up in front. They know. Christmas time. I gave them five hundred bucks. Go go by. They, the, that just changes their life for them, and they'll do anything for you. That's they'll so take care good, of your car. Yeah. When you got expensive cars, you want them taken care of. You don't want people around them dusting them. Right. They take care of you. It's just giving a little. It's... You get so much more than by giving. Than taking, you'll never you'll never succeed if you just are just take take take. You got to give back. 
so and good. it's so little to give back because a lot of that will change people's lives. Yeah. To you and I, Adrian, it's not that big a deal to give them an extra hundred bucks. You know, that's piss. Yeah. But to them, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and they're and they're grateful for it. And they'll and they'll do more for you because of it. Because of it, yeah. And we forget that. I I there's so many so many people I see the same thing, Troy. We pull up to the, just a normal tip at a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, cross that out. Yeah. I'm like, cross that out. What are you doing right now? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and I have to rhyme, remind myself of yeah. that on a consistent basis too. Yeah. It's like, well, hold on, right? And that guy Thatch I was showing you, Thatch knew him before we sat down. He has a great saying. He goes, Your wealth is directly proportioned to those that you serve selflessly. Serve 100%. more people selflessly and yeah. the more wealthy you would be. The, without a doubt. It's because I the, along the way, even when I didn't have the money to give to them, I would give them more and I would take less because mm. it made them more productive for me. So in the long run, I made a hell of a lot more money by just being grateful to my employees and showing them that I appreciate their hard work and their dedication and doing the extra mile. You're not going home. You're staying here to try to build my business. So I reward you for that. That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. You guys go back, listen to that like 10 times over, write it down, freaking staple it on your forehead, put it in front of your computer. That was really, that was really, really yeah. important. I, I, it, it, it does. And I, you know, in, in, er, in everything, really, in everything. Yeah. you gotta, you gotta give back, yeah. you know? And that's, that's why people have such high turnovers. Yeah. That's why, you know, I, I think about a company I first started with and treated everybody like oh, tr the opposite, right? It was all for them. Very yeah. little for everybody else. Yeah. The turnover rate was through the roof. It was their people leaving every other week, right? Yeah. And um, and just to see their face, like the guy that runs my place in Dallas, he, you know, he's a, he's from Mexico. He's a hard worker, and you know, he, he he coaches his son's baseball team, and you know, he had a budget where okay, I, we can only travel here, we can only go there, and then when I increased his salary. He got another car. He's able to go on vacations now. To them, that's so, and that's nothing to me. Yeah. You know, it, it means zero to me. It doesn't affect my lifestyle whatsoever, but it changes his. And in the long run, it's going to make my lifestyle even better, even better yep. because he wants to work for me. Yeah. He get, he enjoys getting up every day and making me money. Right. And the ripple effect that that happens from now he's able to go and help someone else That's with additional right. cash. That's I mean, right. I'm sure he's, you know, I don't know him fully, but I guarantee you he's living bigger tips. Oh, he's yeah. helping One, someone else 100%. much better than when he was at the hundred K. Yeah. Right. I don't think we understand the ripple effect that happens when we do, when we do go that extra mile yep. for somebody. Yeah. Right. And as you're talking, I, I have thought, names in my mind. I'm like, I need to, they need to get treated better. They need to get treated better. I'm telling you, Adrian, in the business world, the better you treat people, the, the more money you will make. So good. I totally, totally believe that because if you're greedy and you grind and you, you try to take away, people don't want to work for you. No. Like, here, here I'm putting my nine to five in. This is what I get paid to do and I'm going the home. Mount. Yep. You know, hey, I'm giving you this to work to nine to 10. Even more when I get more money, I, I give it to you because you make me money. And they appreciate that. And they want to work for you. So good, dude. So good. What are some... Uh, whether that be quotes or mottos that you that you live your life by, I think just trying to treat people as the way you want to be treated. You, you know, I think that you have to have vision in life um, because I, I think everybody has opportunity, but it, it's it's knowing you know it, it's having the vision and the goal, but having the belief that it's possible. Mm. If you have the belief that it's possible, you can achieve anything you want. You have to have the vision and the drive and the goal to get there. 
but believing in yourself that that actually is possible. So good. Yeah. What were some things you did to help yourself believe it more? Because I talked to a lot of people and they lack belief. They have a vision. They have a, you know, they'll wake up, right? But there's there's this this anchor of non-belief that they've gotten from parents or their upbringing, however it is that they got it. And see, as- for me, Adrian, that that was never an issue because my mom and dad loved me and mm-hmm. they supported me no matter what I did. My mm-hmm. mom and dad think thought I was the greatest thing ever. And mm-hmm. and it was and that made me believe in myself because if my parents believe in me, I can believe in me. And I knew I never needed anybody to stroke my ego or say you're the greatest. I knew I was the greatest. That's just how I believe. Whether I was or not, that's what I believed. And when I won the Mr. America, I go, if somebody beats me today, that's because they're just better. Because I put everything, I'm at my very best I can be today. And if I lose today, that means they're just better because I've done everything I can to get to this point right now. And I won. And I so knew I, I didn't need somebody to tell me, oh, you're going to win or you got to do this. Right. I, I knew in my heart, no, I, I, I've done everything possible. And if I, if I don't win today, I, I just can't win the show. Right. I'm done. I, I got to think of something else because I can't do any more or be any better than I am today. And so unfortunately, good. it was where I needed to be. That because so the other good. days, the other two times when I took second, I thought, yeah, I could have done this differently. Yeah. But I knew I had everything done right this time. Right. Going, it's just not in the cards. If, if, if I don't win today, it's just not, it's just not I'm there. just not that guy that I think I am. Well, I won. And so I knew I was that guy. And That's I knew so I could take that somewhere else now. So good, dude. Yeah. You've done some incredible things in your life, man. I feel like you've lived like five lives. I, I you know, I, I've had a great life. You yeah. know, I really have. You know, I, I had a great upbringing. I've, I'm super close to my brothers. Um, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't want to change anything. So you good. know, I just had a really successful, blessed life. But I've worked for it too. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't ask for anything to be handed to me. Right. You know, I didn't have rich parents that gave me everything. I knew what I wanted, and um, I there was nothing going to stop me. I didn't care if I had to work 24 hours a day. You know, I was going to find a way to get to where I wanted, whether it be embodiment, whatever the case may be. Right. I just always put 100% effort into anything I do. Um, you know, I don't leave anything, any stone unturned. I figure it out, and if it doesn't work out, then I, I move on to something else. Like I said, if you don't fail at anything, you're never going to know what it's like to succeed. Right. Because you have to fail. You're not pushing hard enough. So true. So true. You're just not grinding hard enough because yeah. you're going to fail, AJ, and I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure on. there's times you made bad investments. Yeah. What the hell did I do that for? Yeah. Well, I talked to you about learned. it at the gym. That's right. <laughs> but you learned. But you learned. Right. You okay. Now I know I, I'm not going to do that this time. Right. And you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. But if you just do everything right all the time, then you're not, you're not doing it right. No. You're, you're, no. Well, you know, it's funny because that's you see a lot of the really popular kids in school that were given everything and then they graduate and they have a hard time with life. That's right. Right. Because they yeah. didn't know what it was like. Daddy's gone now yeah. and they don't know how to work. And they've never been rejected. No. Right. Because everything was given to them. Because they always had somebody bad. Daddy will bail me out. Yeah. If I get the speeding ticket and I can't afford it, my dad will Mom pay, will pay it for off it. for yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't have that option. Yeah. Yeah. Me but neither. Figure it out. Yeah. 
You know, go to jail then. You, know, <laughs> you don't pay the ticket, you go to jail. Figure it out. That's what my dad did. You know, I don't give a shit. Figure it out. Exactly. And I knew. Oh my, no, I'm not doing that. Not that's what, that that's probably why I never got in. Um, not why, because I was disciplined, but I never did drugs. I never drank. Like, you know, yeah, kids in incredible. high school never drank. Because I, I knew as a young age, this is what I wanted to do. And drinking was not going to benefit my body. And I got into my body so much. Mm. I was like... I have to eat this certain way if I want to get here. Right. Um, so what? First of all, I don't even like the taste of alcohol. And I go. Second of all, if it doesn't do anything for me, you know, I don't need to be drunk to have a good time. I don't. I have a good time drinking a protein drink. I can have a great time. Right. You know, I don't need to be tipsy or do anything to yeah. to feel like okay, yeah, I'm hanging out. No, because I got to be in control. I want to be in control of everything I do. I want to have vid I want to be I don't want my mind being foggy because yeah. I'm I'm high or doing something else. I want to be in control of every situation and know what I'm doing in there. So good, dude. It's like you know, you know, I, I'm a big gambler. Um I go to Vegas, it's very well known. I've lost millions gambling, <laughs> but it's my rush, it's my it's my high. Right. Um but you know, I go with friends and they're drunk off and doing stupid bets, but see, that's business, that's money to me. So I want to make sure I'm in complete control. Uh, my so bitch, good. I don't drink, you know, just bring me water, you know, so, but, uh, Wait, do they do like the full red carpet when you show oh, up and yeah. bring the rolls yeah. and you fly yeah. you in, take it, they whatever. fly you in. Oh, whatever you want. Any ticket, any fight. I've been to every single, you know, I saw all the Tyson fights, all the De La Hoya fights, all, all, almost every fight ringside, you know? No. Yeah. It was, it was a great time, but you, you, you pay for it. That's what I was yeah. about to ask. Don't think that it's all, it's comp, but was, you pay for it. Trust me. That was my next me. question. Yeah. You trust me. That's a couple hundred thousand I, dollars in gambling though. Oh, like a, a session, right? Probably way more than that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, t I'll tell you one story because I don't want to say too much because yeah. I'll get in trouble. Yeah. But I was in Caesars and I have a $500,000 credit line there. So I, I was gambling the whole time, lost everything but five grand. I had five grand left. I was down 475, 490, something. I was down a lot. In a day? One, one weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I go, just give me the other five grand. So he gives me the other five grand. I put it all out there. I get a blackjack. So I go, okay, leave it out there. Got another blackjack. I go, leave it out there. Got 20, ended up winning. So I started pulling back. I ended up winning all my money back, paid my credit line back to zero, plus another 500 grand off of five grand. I just got on a run oh, let's that go. has never happened ever again. So I was up 500 grand, playing? blackjack. Okay. So I, I get, I said, just cash me out. I got 500 grand in cash. I put it in a big duffel bag. I get on my jet, <laughs> I get on the carpet inside getting ready to come home i say hang on call my limo driver i go i want to go back and try to win a million i gave it all back plus the 105 <laughs> on my credit line i mean the five on my credit line so i lost a million dollars wait wait hold on hold on that's hold on. what i really go you I get go, on the jet with half a million dollars with you say in a bag i paid my credit line to zero because i was down almost a half a million right so that's a million swing basically I paid the 500 plus had another million in my bag or I mean a half a million right. in my bag. And so I'm on the jet and I tell the guy, I called my limo driver and I say, come back and pick me up. I want to try to win a million. <laughs> so I went, pick me up. That's the sickness of gambling because 
it, it ropes you in. That's oh. why I don't gamble anymore. Oh, I'm sure That's I know. why I got so much yeah. more money because I quit going to Vegas. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah. So I, I end up giving all that cash back plus the the half a million on my credit line. Holy shit! I'm blackjack. I'm blackjack. That is a, like, I lost a story as, fa- Trump's as fast all. as I, I made that money back is, I, is as quickly as I lost. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's, That's why a- that you can't beat them. I mean, you'll get no. runs like I did on that right, one time. Right, right. And if I walked away, it would have been oh, great. Right. But it, it, you get to that rush yeah. where you go, man, I can do that well, again. I'm going to double my money. And that's when, that's you know, when it you. never it never works out. That's wow. why they got these casinos, yeah. you know. That's and, an incredible uh, story, oh, bro. I got some great yeah. stories. How long did it take you to tell your wife that story? Oh, I never told you. <laughs> so edit this. <laughs> that is too good. Uh, it was it was crazy. What well, what was the biggest lesson from that? I'm sure I'm sure came a good lesson. That you know, it's too good to be true. It, it usually is. is. Yeah. Because you don't I mean, you get these runs that where you'll and that's when you really the longer you stay at the table, right. you're eventually going to give it all back to them. Mm-hmm. And that's why Vegas basically comps you based on what your average bet and how long you're at the table. That's oh. how you, they judge your comps. So if you go in there and only play an hour, they're not going to give you many Damn. comps. They want you there like four to eight hours a day gambling because they know the longer you set, just eventually you're going to give it. So, you know, I've been up 200,000, started gambling, and then back down to zero down 200,000, get back up. So you're earning your comps, but if the longer you stay, you're eventually going to lose it all. They're going to beat you every single time. That is awesome. Every, I mean, if you can go in there and hit them like within a half hour right. and, and then get, get, out. get them big and leave and actually leave, you can beat them. But right. the problem is leaving. Leaving. <laughs> you know, I've only done a half hour, so I, I got, I'm here all weekend. Right. I can't just stop. So you end up giving it all back eventually. Yeah. That's that is that is a great story, yeah. Troy. I, a, I still think about it. Go, what an idiot the, I was. The next oh, time you go, please please let me know. I'll meet you I in don't Vegas. Go I don't want to I see been, and, and COVID was the best thing because it was shut down oh, and it caused right. me not to go. And I was like, man, I have all I this money, money now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to Vegas and having to give them three or four hundred grand every time I go there because I own from the last trip. I go now. I'm doing invested in, in other things and making money. Actually, what an idiot. That is too good. That is too yeah. good. I mean, obviously, you did that later in your career, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. mind you guys. I mean, I never risk money that I I couldn't afford to lose. Right. Now, of course, I never want to lose it. Right. But I never took away like oh god how am i gonna pay my house payment yeah now? most definitely or you know i never did crazy yeah. shit like that yeah. which is crazy because i've um know a few guys that have and it's just oh yeah, yeah. there's it's a sickness it's there, a sickness I, i've known a lot of friends that have lost everything yeah, everything everything yeah the guy i know just bought a brand new house dude he's giving it all away yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy it does it, it sucks you in it does yeah i was i loved it but i was never like like where I needed to call Gamblers Anonymous, I could shut it off anytime. I just right, enjoyed it. It was right. just a, it was just my rush. my rush in life. Yeah. Um, but now that I haven't been for three years to right. Vegas, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't go anymore. Yeah. I got so much more money to invest now. You so, had any other vices outside of uh, gambling? That was really it. No. Yeah. No, I, I loved to gamble and uh, you know I love cars and watches. Those, those are my passions in life. That's what I spend my money on. Right. Um, uh, but uh, other than that, no, I really don't have anything. Yeah. Um, and gambling was just, 
you know, which is something I love to do. Yeah. yeah, but just with just a rush, you know, you because you go to Vegas, you're treated like a king. You get oh, yeah. everything. It's a different first. life. You don't wait for line. Yeah. You go right up to the front. They yeah. let you have a table waiting for you. Right. You know, you get all to any event there that's there. You're sitting in the best seats, the Back best door. of everything. Yeah. 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 So you you know, again, you pay for it because right. of the amount of money you lose to get to those for things. Sure. But it, you get you get caught up in that. You get treated so well. It's like, man, I'm. Yeah, this is unbelievable. You know, the suites are got a, got a, a swimming pool inside the room. You know, they're upstairs, downstairs, like, like 10,000 foot rooms. Just crazy stuff. Yeah. Your own butler that are, you know, coming and turn down your sheets. I mean, they used to put my initials on the sheets at night, you know, on, on my bed. On they the had bed. my initials on the bed. Yeah. Sewed in, you know, <laughs> just crazy shit. Yeah, I've yeah. experienced a glimpse of that, not yeah. the full experience, yeah. but lately we've been going to a Vegas lot and I've been accumulating some perks. Yeah, and uh, they're not good. They're, yeah. My wife knows too. She's like, uh, You only get that if you do this. So, yeah. what, how did that, if you're stupid that? ass, that's the only way you get that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, how did that happen? I'm yeah. like, Uh, see what yeah. happened was, yeah, yeah, but I need to cut that off. That's awesome, dude. And yeah. you got some good cars, yeah, you have a yeah, some yeah, cars, I, right? I, I'm a Ferrari guy, and I got yeah. a Rolls and Ferraris and uh, Range Rover. And That's a, this, yeah, you get the I same the rush with the car, or no? You, you know, I. You know, it's so interesting. My very first car was a '65 Mustang. Okay. And it didn't even have an engine in it. I paid 200 bucks for it, and my dad was a school teacher, so he had the the uh, auto shop. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Back then, they had auto shop. Yeah. Do get an engine for me. And and so I paid them to actually build the engine for it. Oh, that's cool. so they rebuilt the whole engine for it. it was primered, had dents in it. But I I think I appreciated that car more than I even appreciate my Rolls Royce or my Ferraris or anything else I've had because it was something that it was like I it had primer. I remember taking it to Earl Scheib. You know, where back yeah, then it was yeah. I'll paint any car for thirty nine ninety five. So I took it down to Earl Scheib. You know, got it painted for forty bucks. Jack put Craigers on it. You know, jacked it up back then. Put glass pipes on it so it sounded real good. Right. And I think I got more joy out of that because I, you know, I worked so hard to be able to get that car. Right. And I made it look good towards towards the end. And it's those little things that, you know, now I can, you know, you get to a point where I can have any car I want. So, right. yeah, just deliver it to my house. And it's a nice car, but I don't get that rush. Same like, I, I don't wash it, right. you know, out before I'd go out and I'd wash it and yeah. I'd polish the wheels. Everything. I'd put the armor all on the tires. Yeah. I used to wake up every morning and clean the window. Now, I Hey, watch this for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't, right. you don't, you lose the appreciation for it. Yeah. Even though I love the cars and you know I love them, right? But I, I don't take care of them. Yeah, it's a different. You know, feeling. I have somebody else that watches it yeah. and does everything for me. Yeah, I you can know? relate with that for sure. Yeah. I had, it was funny. I had a '65 Mustang too. Yeah, it was my yeah. very first car, and yeah. so, and I, and uh, yeah, I, I I just had a, a much different appreciation for the car most definitely because i worked so hard to get it yeah now you know? i don't even want to wash the car no, like, no no i have somebody yeah. else that does it for me <laughs> yeah can you come to my house and wash my cars this week uh -huh. you know so but yeah. troy you've, you've done some awesome things man i'm just curious to know from you know bodybuilding to i mean as a kid to you then take that you segue it you use your money the right way you create this beautiful company that you have right U tech you're now venturing out what's next for you I don't know. I, I'm just uh, loving my, but probably more vacations, you know, 
I'm go, I leave to go to Italy on, on for three weeks. Right. Uh, so, you know, and I make all this money and I was never doing anything with it. You know, I like going and seeing things and and uh, so I, you know, I want to, you know, I'm set now and I want to start. You know, I want to go on a safari. I want to take time off and not have to worry about you know doing this or doing that. Um, or having to be at the business. I have people that can run it, so to speak, en enough right. while I'm gone that I, I'm able to to go and, and do these things, you know, go see other countries, see, I want to go to the Vatican, I want to see the Statue of David. There's things right. like that I want to I want to do. And, you know, you can't take your money with you. Yeah. And I told my daughters, you're not getting my money. I'm going to spend every dime of it before, <laughs> I, leave, before I die. So uh, I love you that. better work hard. That's so uh, good. But... Uh, no, I got I just want to enjoy life. You know, I've done enough bad things to my body over the course of my career that, uh, you know, I probably don't have long on this planet. So right. I want to enjoy some things. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love that, dude. I'm excited to see your travel adventures. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you were to speak to your, how old were you when you were watching or looking through the magazine saying, I want to be that, that guy? How old uh, were you? Probably 14. 14. Yeah. 14, 15. And you're how old today? 62 i just turned 62 in july damn you don't yeah. look you don't look 62 yes yeah, so if you if the 16 year old or i'm sorry if the 62 year old was to speak to the 14 year old what would you tell him you can be anything you like my dad you can be anything if you want to be as long as you're willing to put the time the effort and you work hard there's nothing you can't accomplish no disadvantages to anybody if you put the time in and you have the drive you doesn't matter. You can come from the poorest economic background there is. As long as you have drive and and willpower and dedication, you can achieve anything you want. Especially here in America, you can. There's nothing you can't have if you don't if you want it bad enough. So good, so good, Troy. This was awesome, man. Yeah, you got me lit great. up, dude. Yeah. You got me lit up like 15 <laughs> times throughout this entire conversation. But uh, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, man. Well, you're, you're on your uh, way. You're on your way. I, I watch you. you. I listen to you. You you got the my right mindset. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's yeah. just you know you're willing to grind. You know that's at the end of the day that's you know what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and, and using your money right. You know, like like I've talked to you. You know, in the gym. You know, there's. Yeah, I want. There was times I wanted to spend money that I didn't have, and but I knew that I couldn't do that until it started becoming, you know, passive income, you know, money that's money that's made me money. Then I take that money to buy my toys or whatever yeah. else I want. But I never take away from the money that I'm making that's getting me to that point. It's always the proceeds that I'm getting taking from there. And if I can't, if I have to take from here, I don't buy it. Ain't buying it. No, that watch is gonna have to wait. To wait till I get that passive income, then I can buy that thing. But I never take away from something that's making me money. So good. Yeah. Words to live by, note to self. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yep. Appreciate you being on the show. I you guys, it. I hope you guys got a lot from today's show. Uh, Troy does have an Instagram. Mind if they follow you on Instagram? Yeah, it's just Troy Zucalato. Troy uh, Zucalato, guys, catch him on the gram. Be really cool. Google his name. He has a really dope picture of him on Muscle Fitness with <laughs> yeah, the Harley. Long that, time was ago, that, yeah. Was that the Muscle Fitness on the Harley? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, was a promotion picture that I did. It was actually for a calendar called Men of Iron. I did a calendar back then, and uh, 
But uh, yeah, I don't look like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out, guys. This was an awesome podcast. If you haven't done so already, please do me a favor. Tell somebody you know about the Money Time Podcast show. If you haven't already done so, leave us a five-star review. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Appreciate all you guys tuning in to the Money Time Podcast with the one and only Troy. We'll see you on the next episode. Let's go.